We haven't talked about hogs in a couple weeks. Two million people still pay for AOL dial-up. I, well, I figured they'd t- teach you how to make a dirt sandwich. Brian microwaves fish at work. Guy's got two poop earrings. I am highly sexually attracted to Naomi Watt. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. As always, I would like to give you the ways to get a hold of us. Email mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. It's the, the best way, probably. You can also leave a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. We had, some, we had a ladies' line caller a couple weeks ago. Would like to hear that. There's an, I know we have more, many, many more female listeners, so reach out. It's nice to hear. You know, we don't get fancy sauce on here as often as we used to, so it's nice to have to mix it up with a woman's voice, 949-464-TBLS. As always, I tell you to like our Facebook page. There was something happened on there that I wanted to talk about here, but I've forgotten about it. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. And of course, always reach out on iTunes. I haven't checked. I'm going to check right now to see if anybody's commented. We were lamenting last week. This is episode 137, by the way. Last week was episode 136. And uh, we... We're lamenting our lack of iTunes reviews. We have many, many, many listeners, many, many, many iTunes subscribers. I see this stuff every week, and yet very few iTunes reviews. So see what you guys can do about that. Get with us. Go to iTunes. Review the show. Um, now I don't know how to call up. So I'm not too good with the internets. I'm not too, too good. Just, uh, well, maybe we'll catch up on the iTunes reviews later because I can't seem to make it open uh, without opening iTunes. Uh, okay. Uh, joining me now, as always. Oh, for that, before he joins us, the other, way, the other thing I need to remind you about is patreon.com. That's where you can contribute monetarily to the show. You can go there and make a donation a monthly donation or just a one-time donation. It's really up to you. Patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle. Give what you are comfortable with there. And it has come to my attention that we like to thank all our Patreon subscribers, our, our very own fancy sauce, who sort of runs that aspect of the show. When she comes on, she lets us know who has contributed. And it was brought to my attention that a, a dear, dear listener of ours, Chris Miner made a contribution and was not properly thanked on the show. And then I went, I had Fancy Sauce show me all the contributors. And I think Chris Miner did not, did not include his last name when he signed up. So that, would, that was our mistake for not figuring out who you were and making sure to thank you. So Chris, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. And congratulations on your recent nuptials. I believe you've made your... Uh, fiance, now wife, a listener of the show. So you are a hero in more ways than one. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, joining me now, as always, someone else that I need to thank, our very own Ed Daly. Ed, thanks for being a part of the show. How are you, buddy? Thank you for being a friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Chris. Uh, I, 
I accomplished a a dream of mine this oh. weekend. Oh, two I, chicks at not, the same time. Not a big dream, but oh. I'd always hear, heard about these beer runs. I was like, you know what? Oh, as soon as there's one oh, like yeah. somewhat near me, I'm doing it. And there was one at a bar five blocks from my, my apartment. Yes. And I did it this weekend. It was three beers and three half miles. So you had, you had to drink a beer before you started. Mm-hmm. Then you did a half, half mile one. loop. Yep. Then a beer, half mile, half beer, half mile. And uh, it was uh, it was pretty. I mean, it was ten in the morning, yeah. so a little tricky getting that first one down. Right. But I came in fifth place. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> really? Not not just for your age group. Not this isn't the masters division forty and up. No, no. This is this is the uh, this is everybody. I mean, it was wasn't a huge event. There was sure. six sixty people. I don't wow. know. Yeah, Five, I'm not fifth a, out of sixty. Big, yeah, I'm not a big like chugging no guy chugging. like. Yes. Yeah, like I was never that good at it in college. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I gave it the uh, the old college try. And you. I did pretty well. But yeah, I got, fuck, I mean, the first dude finished. So I finished it in like, I mean, I was not flying. Sure. Um, but half a mile, I mean, you're, you're, you're moving. Like you're, that's not yes, a yes. jogging pace. Right, it's three half through. mile yeah. things. So I would say, you know, the whole race, I think, think i did it in 12 13 minutes somewhere like that yeah that's good that's really good yeah. considering um, you're pounding three beers yeah and uh but i the, the, the dude who finished in first place i was finishing my second beer and he was done he he did it in like nine minutes <laughs> but he's, he's not a rookie i don't and whatever it was impressive yeah. and then the other thing is you know, came in fourth place and a chick. beat me by a hearty margin. A chick. A chick. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my God. She was, she was like the Terminator. And then I had to quickly leave. Uh, they, they had like prizes for the top three. So I, there was nothing for me to stay around for. But I had to quickly leave because I had to coach my son's soccer game, uh-huh. six-year-old soccer game. Like, <laughs> like seriously, like 20 <laughs> minutes later, I, I had just enough time to get to the field and then start coaching. I got to tell you, if you if you get roped into coaching kids soccer, get drunk. the best way to do it is have three beers first. Yes. I uh-huh. never thought about it. Yes. Well, three beers is notwithstanding the running, which probably intensified it. Three beers, I would argue, is the perfect amount of buzzed. Like you're yeah. not, you're not really doing better than after you feel after your third beer. You're feeling really good right at that moment, and yeah, you'll keep drinking and having a good time. But you're really right at the sweet spot of how good it feels to feel drunk. And it was it was. I, I imagine it would be easier if it was like Coors Light. These yeah. were IPAs. See, that's what I was going to ask you. That's hard. That's a hard chug. That's but not it easy. It wasn't like a high alcohol IPA. It was probably like a 5%. Yeah, deal. like a session, like a session IPA. Yeah. yeah. It was an Oscar, Oscar brewery, like a Philly area brewery. Oh, nice. It was, wow. it was, it was, it was solid, but uh, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed uh, coaching the kids soccer. was was way better. Way easier. Way less way stressful. Easier. Yeah, yes. the parents were yammering on about their kids playing time or something. I, I just didn't even hear it. It was great. Yes, yeah, just let it go. Just let it go, right? You know, they could be out there coaching, but they're not. They're talking to you, so they can shut the fuck up. Now, the team lost 7-2, to so maybe I wasn't the best coach that day, but hey, hey, fuck it, my son scored. I was happy. I don't give a shit about anybody else's kids. You can't control what happens out there on the field. Like, they should have played better. You were coaching them perfectly. And and like I said, though, 
my my kid scored, and like yeah. that's the only kid I'm watching. That's I mean, right. I'm, I'm trying to be fair with playing time and everything, yeah. but I don't give a shit if anybody else scores. Right. I don't. Right. Well, you don't you don't want that kid out there embarrassing you first and foremost, and right. then anything if he excels, that's just juice right there. That just makes you look better. Uh, well, congratulations, Ed. I've not. Yeah, I don't. Thanks. I don't know that I have it in me. I'm not a chugger. I'm not. And the, all that beer sloshing around in your gut, like, not easy. It's one of those. I felt like that, the first lap was the hardest. Oh, really? Interesting. I, and then you, I guess you just get used to it. It's one of those things that sounds like it's not going to be that hard, and but then when you do it or you, you really think about it, you're like, oh wait, no, that's that can't feel good. <laughs> um, it's a couple notable RIPs this week, Ed. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not even, um, Jose Fernandez is, it's just too brutally sad and awful to discuss. I mean, but what was, what was cool? Did you see tonight? Uh, uh oh yeah. The D, whole, the D, whole D, team, yeah, the whole yeah. team wore his Jersey and then oh, yeah. uh, lead off batter D Gordon. D Gordon hit a home run. That's yeah. really, it sounds like he was just a really cool dude and it's just, don't get on a boat in the dark, guys. Just don't go boating yeah. in the dark. Yeah, just, yeah that just seems don't. like just a terrible idea. Just, it's, a, it's a bad plan. Um, but Arnold Palmer, I know you're not a huge golf guy, Ed. Man, I'm not really either, to be honest. Uh, but Arnold Palmer, really one of the true giants of modern sports. We, you know, we grew up and he was already retired or whatever he was just doing he's on hertz commercials with oj yeah lights light beer commercials pens oil hertz but this guy was the truly the original celebrity endorser like this what what this guy yeah the guys did commercials but it was a lot of like low do the local buick dealership this guy did multi national campaigns for big, big brands, the whole IMG marketing, which is the big athlete related agency yeah. that markets all these athletes, Tiger Woods or whatnot. This, the, the whole reason that agency formed was to represent Arnold Palmer because this guy had so much juice on Madison Avenue. Um, just and uh, from what everyone says is part of the reason he had so much appeal uh, two advertisers is because he was just such a genuine, nice guy. So RIP Arnold Palmer. And I think I, I read somewhere what they call it an Arnie when you, when you uh, can par without, without being in regulation until you get to the green. Oh, is that true? Like that. Is that yeah, true? Like I, he was famous for saving right. you know, horrible hits. And stuff right. Like yes. That. Yeah, that, yeah. That was and a delicious drink. The drink. I mean, <laughs> It's a great, it's a, it's a, it's a great, delicious, refreshing beverage. Uh, sure. We've talked, we've talked about my time um, in my teenage years or year uh, working at Soup Plantation, and when I was slinging oh, yeah. soup at Soup Plantation, everybody on the shift was dr- making Arnold Palmer's and drinking them. It was, it was it's the drink of choice around uh, around Soup Plantation back then. Great beverage, just one of the best beverages. And then also another RIP, Ed, I I know this one's near and dear to you, character actor Bill Nunn. Oh yeah, Radio Raheem, you broke the news to me. Better known as Radio Raheem 
from yeah, was- Do the Right Thing, iconic role, iconic character. One of those guys that pops up in a lot of movies, uh, specifically Spike Lee movies. He used him in nearly everything he did. Uh, just a very, very well-known face. Um, Added to scenes. He was good. Yes, solid in everything he did. He would play a cop a lot. Um, Just uh, a a terrific, terrific character actor. R.I.P. Bill uh, Nunn, Radio Rahim. But as I pointed out, a reverse. How how fucking old is this guy? It's crazy. Crazy. When he he was Radio Rahim. Yes. He was 37? 37 years old. Is that true? I, he's 62 when that, now. When was that? 1992? Yeah, and that was 1989. 1989. Uh, he was 35, 35 years old. 35, probably 34 at filming. Still, he looked yeah. like 18, 19. Yeah, yeah, he was playing like a 19, 20-year-old guy. Cruising around looking for 20 motherfucking D batteries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, I agree. Reverse. How fucking old is this guy? How fucking young is this guy, Bill Nunn? Uh, yeah, too, too, too soon to go. Um, another RIP. Oh. Well, 20 years ago. It's the anniversary <laughs> year of the JonBenet Ramsey murder. Ed Daly, I, I probably know the answer to this, but did you catch you know the, answer. the two-part CBS JonBenet documentary murder investigation? Uh, my wife was all over it. I don't, it creeps me out. Not that, I mean, yes. the murder no, is bad it. enough. It, yeah. It's, it's the footage of those pageants. I can't, I can't yeah. watch any of that stuff. Yeah, it was, it was very, it was very weird. It was very, but presented, you know, it's, they just presented a theory and I'm not going to spoil it for you. If it's on your DVR, it presented a theory, a very plausible seeming theory. Now but I know, I know the theory and yeah. is it, is it plausible? Oh, very. Like, yes. Yes. It seems like a pretty aggressive move for someone of that age. Well, it was the, the it wasn't it wasn't the first time. Well, the the theory they put forth, I don't care if I spoil it for you, is that the she was probably accidentally killed by the brother. And then the parents in a panic covered it up. And what one of the, you know, there was, this was a lot of like FBI profilers. They had the famed, they had the, the, um, the real dream team of, um, coroners there. They had Dr. Henry Lee. And then I can't remember the other guy. He's got a toupee Werner. He's done like everything you've seen him. He's a German guy. Um, everyone seemed to sort of agree that of, of course this, there was no possible way this was perpetrated by someone from outside the home. The only people in the home were the parents and the brother and the only person of the people in the home that had ever shown that kind of aggressiveness toward Jean Benet was the brother who just the summer before had whacked her in the face with a golf club. Oh, wow. Wow. Very aggressive. Um, what, one other thing, uh, I thought, and I just, you know, you're a big fan of this. I, I'm particularly not a fan of this. Yeah. Did, I thought somebody got like arrested or admitted to doing it like a couple of years ago. 
Uh, well, there was a guy, John Mark Carr, that, yeah, did. He tried to confess. But, you know, this happens in murders a lot where guys just confess, like, to get famous or just because they're crazy. And it was one of those. Like, this guy's like, yeah, I was there. I was there that night, but I didn't do it. But it turns out he was, like, in Pennsylvania, and he was in Thailand going through a sex change operation when he admitted it. working some issues in. Yeah, he's, this, is, this is an odd guy. It definitely, this is kind of like Josh Gabor's husband. Oh, the prince, prince. Hey. Who, who admitted to knocking up. That's right. I knocked up Nicole Anna Nicole and Nicole Smith. Smith. That's right. Prince. <laughs> what? Prince von Renholt. Uh, by the way, I believe Zsa Zsa Gabor is still kicking right now. Has not died. It's amazing. She's, amazing. She's, Arthur she's, Digby Sellers. Yeah, she's, she's in an iron lung. In the iron lung. In her home somewhere in bed. It's just. How it's many just, body parts does she have left? True truth. She's lost both her legs. I'm pretty sure. It's truly shocking. I just don't. I just don't even know how to process it that she continues to live. Um, and, and my biggest takeaway, these, the John Bonet parents were maniacs. And I had, I had proffered this early on that the, the mom was a pageant person. And when she had this daughter, she had, you know, this sort of, um, idea of what she was going to make her life like, and she was going to make her her little doll. And this was I, like Capriati dad, yes, like one of those yes, type of totally. Like dad. this, my daughter's going to be this pageant girl. And, and I said, it started just when she gave her that name, Jean Benet. Like that's yeah. such a weird name. Then I saw during the documentary that the dad's name was John Bennett Ramsey. So they oh, took no. the dad's it's name, fr- John up Benet, her name, his yes, name, and they frogged it out into Jean Benet. <laughs> That is they should be like, hey, they dodged the bullet on the criminal charges, but they should be charged just for doing that. That right. that is uh, abuse in in and of itself. Jean Benet. That's right. Uh, okay, Ed, what is going on in the world of sports? Let's let's hit some sports topics. All right. Well, let's let's start off with the the uh, State University of New Jersey Rutgers. That's right. You and, love talking and- about Rutgers. They they've they've made some like boneheaded moves lately, but this one, the uh, athletic director Pat Hobbs, uh, ha- stopped by a, uh, an official Rutgers student tailgate before the game against New Mexico on Saturday. Uh, they Rutgers opened up the student tailgate zone to try to boost attendance, but after two games, they've closed it, citing safety concerns. Uh, Pat Hobbs got got uh, peer pressured into taking the stage and shotgunning a beer with the students. And unfortunately, I mean, this is the sad part. He has apologized since that time. Yeah, yeah. And Rutgers University's police chief, who's somehow named Kenneth Cop, said that he and the shut department up. were... Cop with two <laughs> Ps? No, C-O-P. Oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, he, he was born to do one thing. Uh, he and his department issued citations to four different people while the uh, the uh, AD was was shotgunning beer, and I just wanted to know what what's the worst thing: the fact that this hero apologized for showing he was human, or cops giving out citations at football tailgates? Totally agree. I totally agree with you. A buddy of mine was was drinking a beer at a tailgate. It was for like a motocross race. And it was like a work function and it was like a, like a hosted tailgate. And he walked out of the RV that they were hosting it in and threw his empty um, cup in a trash can. And a fucking cop came, came over and gave him a 20 minute lecture 
bullshit lecture about drinking in public and what a bad example he's setting and what a bad person he is. And then wrote him like a 200 fucking dollar ticket for, for, oh, for having a beer in public. Fuck you, cop. That is fucked up. Just let people live their lives. Nobody's hurting anybody. Have a beer. And this, this, uh, the AD, he screwed up here because, and this is, but this is, we, We've talked about a lot on the show. We live in outrage culture. Everyone wants to be outraged about everything. So people are very quick to apologize. But this AD should have been like, what? Hey, I'm at a football game. Like our fans are getting pumped up. It's a rally. Like we're, yeah, we're I'm the AD. I'm trying to get interest, you know, excitement yes. around the program. Let's 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 not pretend that our that our fans aren't having a few beers before the game. They're college kids. Like this is this is what you want. You want to foster this environment yeah do it safely but this is this is the kind of school kids want to go to kid schools that get excited about their football team and yeah i had a beer and it's not a big deal like let it go i'm not going to apologize right yeah the apology just made him bad it's not it's no good yeah. um well let's let's move down to the high school ranks uh in arizona the boys soccer team of a christian high school in arizona decided to forfeit a game rather than play a team that included two girls, citing religious beliefs. Faith Christian School in Mesa, Arizona, chose to forfeit rather than face Foothills Academy College Prep, whose team has two two girls. Faith Christian Administrative Leader Dick Buckingham told the Arizona Republic, I know it appears to fly in the face of what everyone is wanting to promote today, and that is equality. It is based on a religious perspective that God created guys and girls differently. We want to teach our men that honor of ladies is not just in sports. Ryan, since they're just following the rules of the Bible, how far do you think they, these guys should go? Should they oh, forbid yeah. we, forbid all their students wearing linen and wool clothes at the same time, like yes. it says in Leviticus 19.19? Yes. Should they forbid haircuts, like it says in Leviticus 19.27? Or should they teach the kids to have slaves, like it says in Ephesians 6.5? That's right. 6, That's right. Uh, isn't there one where you, um, you're supposed to leave a dead bull on your neighbor's door if he does yeah. something to you? We went through, I remember we went through a bunch of these like last yes, year. Yes. There's, there's some, uh, I mean, yeah. fucking ridiculous. It's so Christian. ridiculous. They didn't want to, I don't know why there were girls on the team, but good, more power to them. They, they don't have a girl's team. Right. So they just, I think they, 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 they couldn't feel the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I do remember that when I was in high school, this was there's now there's probably girls wrestling teams, but I remember when I was in high school, girls started to get into wrestling. Yeah, yeah, same. And there was like they weren't there yet, you know, like the what the girl on the team would lose like pretty much every match all season, but sometimes they'd win one. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I know it was the fear of losing to yes, the girl, yes. which is great. Yeah, like. Just like what's worse, losing to girls or being afraid to play girls? Like, I don't, I've, you know. I uh, I played in uh, intramural, like a, a corporate uh, basketball league. Yeah, and yeah, there would be like a girl or two on on different teams, and I've always felt bad for them, for the women, because the guys would swarm because they couldn't stand being scored on by a girl. So yeah. like, she would get the tightest defense, and everybody else would be like, you know, kind of half. Half-assing it on like, let her Let her take a chest shot from 16 feet. See if she yeah. knocks it down. You know, like give her some space. Right. Don't but, like, don't let her go around you. Guys always try it extra hard whenever yeah. girls got the ball. Sag off. Um, it's like how all those girls teams, like the girls NCAA teams, like they're 
practice squad is always like pretty good guy players. Yeah. Like it's, it only makes you better. You know, let's, let's integrate. I'm into it. Uh, What else? Four Harvey, Illinois guys had a plan to rob the pizza guy last week. Mm -hmm. When he showed up, it didn't go so well. Bad plan, by the way. Like how much money do you think the pizza guy has on him? 50 bucks tops tops because man, how many pizzas are you delivering on one run? And these days, you order a pizza, you've paid with your, your credit card. You don't no one no one has thirty five bucks in cash to pay the pizza guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I mean we, I mean we have like a go to place that already has our card. And everything. Right, of so, course. Yeah. Is it is it that same place that um, Artie Lang that would never charge Artie Lang even after the owner died? That place is actually pretty good, but that's yeah. that's uh, not not the, the go. It's not your go to. No, if you're happy, if you happen to be in that neighborhood, can only, I can only imagine the pizza that's available to you. Oh, can, so good. I can so only good. imagine. Unbelievable. Okay. Continue the story. Pizza, pizza well, man got robbed. The, the guy delivering the pizza was six foot three, 250 pound, former Oakland Raider linebacker, Napoleon Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you see the guy and go, Hey, yeah. You're like, wait, Hey, like let's just hit the dominoes guy I, I, I feel like they have a scrawny little um asian uh, engineering student delivering well uh after retiring from the nfl harris has served as an illinois state senator what? and owns and owns two pizza joints oh yeah and he sent the pizza delivery guy home early it was like a late night and yeah. he's figured I, you know i'm the owner i'll deliver these late night pies personally uh, to Done. the dismay of the four robbers. When yeah. Harris arrived with the pizza at a vacant house, some guy like was standing out front, and then three guys jumped out of the bushes and tried to choke him out and beat him to death. But the dude is a badass. Yes. I, guess, I guess there was footage or something. The cop was talking, describing it. He said they were just wailing away at him and trying to choke him out, and he didn't budge, and he just like like worked his way out of it. And yeah. the guys all took off. Of course they did. And he, he, they took off in a, in a Chevy Tahoe. Harris then followed the Tahoe and called the police. And he followed him to an abandoned y- lumberyard. And the police looked at the car, and they, there was blood in the car, and they realized it was registered to a murdered Georgia man. What? The police then were able to track down those guys, and they've all been charged with the murder of a Georgia guy plus the assault and robbery on Wow, Napoleon Harris. Yeah, I was going to say, my only question is how awesome is Napoleon Harris? He's like, he makes up a hundredfold for having been a raider. Yeah. He was also a Viking, I think. For, oh, okay. For yeah. Uh, no, that's that's awesome. That's going above and beyond. Good for good for old Napoleon Harris taking it's care solved, of business. Solved four murders. Totally. And, and just broke their spirits. They said they were just, they had him in a perfect chokehold, and it was like, no, I'm, yeah. I'm a fucking badass. No, you don't dude, have me. dude's got a strong neck. And I'm regretting, um, I'm regretting telling people to, I knew I would regret this. I'm regretting telling people to go leave a review on our um, iTunes um, page because um, here's the most recent from, by some jerk called Catfish05. Podcast is amazing. Ed is definitely misspelled. The <laughs> brains behind the show. Oh. Kate needs to let that accent out more. Brian microwaves fish at work. 
what you do. I mean, they, you yeah, know, we, we can't ever forget that. That is true. I was thinking of you the other day because I was having a snack at work and it was, uh, um, I, I had, I took an avocado and I cut, I cut up the avo- whole avocado. And then on top of that, I opened a can of tuna and I dumped the tuna on top of the avocado uh-huh. and I had to like rinse out the can and throw it in the trash. Like there's, oh, and then yeah, you dumped, juice. you probably dumped that tuna juice into the, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that just leaves well, it in the sink. everywhere. It was in the sink. I rinsed it down, but there was probably still a lingering, that doesn't just go away right away. No, no, that, that holds on as that, long as it can. It hangs out for a while, but so healthy. Then I put some jalapenos on there, some pickled jalapenos and a little soy sauce and um, some sriracha. Oh, it's a fantastic snack. So healthy. Unbelievable. Really was proud of myself. Um, and we need to talk about our friends at Herman Marshall Whiskey. I got a tweet from faithful listener Dolomite D this week, and he said to me, when are we going to see Herman Marshall available in Colorado where he lives? Well, it can't be long because Herman Marshall Whiskey is now available in Oklahoma and Louisiana. That's right. That is the power of this show, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Thanks to you guys and your steadfast support of Herman Marshall Whiskey. The people that know good whiskey in Oklahoma and Louisiana said, hey, we want Herman Marshall too. So now when you're in New Orleans and you order a delicious Sazerac, you get it with that Herman Marshall rye. And now after big game Bob gags another one. Did he gag one this weekend? There was a big game. Oh no, that was he lost to Ohio State the week before, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they had an off week or they. Just yeah, they usually take the take and get an easy one after Ohio State. Either way, he'll blow one, and the people, uh, the good people of Oklahoma, are going to need to drown their sorrows, and they can do it with some Herman Marshall Texas bourbon. And even though the Baller Lifestyle podcast is using our considerable reach to get Herman Marshall whiskey outside of Texas, it will always be grain-to-glass Texas whiskey distilled in Texas from Texas corn and crystal-clear East Texas water, the best water. See for yourself, guys. Grab a bottle of their Texas bourbon rye, single malt, or temptress next time you're at a local bar, restaurant, or spirits retailer. Grain to glass, Herman Marshall, smooth Texas whiskey. I I usually like fifteen minutes before the show. I try to put together a little game or something. Yeah, you know, I was going to do something, right. and I I wanted to do something with Herman Munster. Oh, he was great. And and Took I was I was like I was like yeah, could we do like real real or fake episodes? And then I just fell down a Munster's rabbit hole and I was so reading good. the names of descriptions. Yeah. Uh, I, these are just all real. I, there was no game to it, but locale yeah. Munster Herman goes on a diet around Thanksgiving so he can fit into his old army uniform for a oh, reunion. So good. So all, good. All star Munster Herman goes to Maryland's college to straighten out a tuition matter in searching for the Dean's office. He wanders into the gym and is mistaken for a basketball star who is supposed to try out that day. They did that with a couple. He had a baseball one too. Yeah, they did. They, there, was a couple, yeah, there was a couple sports themed episodes of the Munsters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Herman the rookie, Leo DeRocher, third base coach of the Los Angeles Dodgers, needs a power hitter for his team. Right. When he gets conked on the head by one of Herman's line drives from eight blocks away, he believes he has his man. <laughs> I would, I would always feel so bad 
when the, the Howard Stern show would go send Stuttering John out to pester Fred oh, Wayne. Yeah, and he did not like Because when you play, you're, it's, it's such an iconic character. And, and the, I mean, the guy was perfect for the role. Of course he right. got cast as Herman Munster. Yeah, and out of makeup, it wasn't that much different. <laughs> no, it wasn't that different. And he hated he hated being <laughs> associated with that character. When it was such a fantastic character. It was really funny. Yeah, the last one I have is yeah. Herman's sorority caper. To cure Herman of his hiccups, Grandpa puts him into a trance. When a couple of fraternity pledges are sent to spend the night at the Munster house, they mistake him for a dummy and bring him to the sorority house. <laughs> I remember that one, too. <laughs> so it was great. I was like trying to come up with something. I was like, I, there's nothing to do with this. It's great. That's a great show. I might force my children to watch that. I like to yeah, find that shows. Might be a good idea to get yeah. my kids. My, uh, my wife tried to get the kids. She's like, they might like the Brady Bunch. And I put on the pilot episode yeah. the other day, no. and it was so fucking terrible. Yeah. Kids are like what? What's what? What's the funny part? What? What's going on here? What? Yeah, the, the really sets, bad. the whole situations, the the Brady Bunch, all like. And the kids are a real drag. Yeah, they are. They don't. They don't know comedy. No. Uh, Ed, I'm talking about the Brady kids. Oh, oh, the kids are the worst. Well, kids yeah. in general are huge drags. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the, the Brady kids, Greg. Let's let's make a list of the worst Brady kids. Number one, I would say Jan. the worst. Mm, the thing about Jan is she sucks. She was real morose. She was a middle child. She was a real bummer. But they didn't give her a lot to do. Right. She didn't have much to work with. This fucking Marsha's Greg. De- Marsha was definitely the best. Yeah, she was the hottest. This right. gr- this Greg, he was in yeah, every Johnny fucking Bravo. episode. Yeah, he's, he had a perm. He was like Loser. trying to be captain of the football team. Like he was a real fucking douche. I hated Greg. And and Bobby and Peter were just always fixing their bikes. They sucked. Yeah, always fixing their bikes. Peter was the cute one. Bobby was really unfortunate looking, and in, yeah. and in adulthood that. That maintained. You know how sometimes the the homely kid turns out to be the handsome one. It it didn't work out that way for the Bradys. But Peter stayed good looking, and Bobby just got more hideous. Uh, and Cindy just was a real pain in the ass. Yeah, she was. A, although when they replaced her in the very yeah. early Christmas, oh well, yeah, they upgraded w- with Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn from Charles in Charge, big score there. Major up there. It's upgrade. Yes. Um. At, Identical twin confesses to 2003 murder that put his brother behind bars. Oh, man. Uh, some, some, some guy walked into court and said, I'm, quote, I'm here to confess to a crime I committed that he was wrongly accused of. He was not just anyone. It was the guy's 38-year-old identical twin. Oh. I feel like we should be making notes in case we need to write a screenplay here, Ed. <laughs> Best part is these guys for some reason have different last names, even though they're twins. Kevin Duger, yeah, Carl Smith's twin, has been in custody since 2003. Like, hey, don't rush down and confess your crime. I've, I've been hanging out here on death row for 13 years. Yeah, the guy lost the years 25 to 38. Yes, bullshit. Oh, my goodness. Oh, here it is, Ed. The men have different last names because Smith changed his last name to his mother's maiden name. What a pussy. The stunning courtroom admission, which brought Duggar to tears, was full of emotion. But, Ed, there's a twist. Authorities are not convinced. You see, 
Ed, both of these dudes are already in prison. <laughs> Smith is doing a 99-year prison sentence for an armed robbery that resulted in a six-year-old boy being shot. He recently appealed the sentence, but it was denied. The Post reported, meaning that he has nothing to lose by admitting to his brother's crime and securing yeah. his beloved relative's release from prison. Interesting. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, because they got the same DNA. They look exactly alike. Like, is he just going out of his way to get his brother off? Interesting. I guess the, the, the prosecution's not buying it. Well, the real crime here yeah. is that the real crime here is that since both of them are in the pokey, we don't get to find out if it's nature versus nurture because they both just yes. had the same circumstances. Yes. We can't we can't right. tell if right. like one of them was adopted by a rich family and was living a great life. We we would have some answers. You know, twins. They this is how they learn a lot of stuff is by researching identical twins. There's they, you know how they're. The, the big thing now in health and nutrition is the gut. It's all the bacteria in your gut. And some people can just eat fucking cheeseburgers every day and pizza and ice cream and just stay skinny. So what they, what they did is they studied identical twins, Ed. And one would live a healthy lifestyle where he'd eat just veg, green vegetables and lean protein and exercise every day. And the one would be just a real tub of shit just fucking hagen dazs and it would turn out they both have the same at the end of the 20 years or whatever same body type why same gut bacteria mm. identical twins you're just fucked if you have the yeah you have the if you have the, the wrong type of gut so yeah we can't we can't find out like is it how they were raised or were they born assholes because they're both in prison right ed yep exactly we've learned I, nothing Thanks I just nothing, guys. I, I'm just not sure if I've just read a legit news story or uh, uh, the current what's happening this week on One Life to Live. <laughs> it does. It does have that have that ridiculous uh, soap opera. If only one of them had amnesia. Yeah, that, that's my thing. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if soap operas are st still on, but I remember back in the day I was dating a chick that was like really in like every day. This was like college and every day at noon or one o'clock or whatever, she would have to watch one. No, not one life to live. The other one days of our lives. I, in college, I watched general hospital for a while. Yeah. And I would just walk in. And I'd be like, Hey, who's got amnesia? Who's got, who's got, uh, who's got an evil twin. Or who's like stuck in a, there's always somebody that's stuck in a well or being held captive in a room somewhere. Like there's, there's only like three storylines on those shows. Yeah, Some, yeah. Somebody's somebody's back from the dead. Right. There's always a back from the dead. Oh, yeah. I remember when, yes, when Philip Drummond yeah. got conked on the head and had amnesia and like immediately they're oh, going to take God. away the kids unless he could remember them like that's two right. days later. It was like, whoa, it's a bit, a bit harsh. Amnesia, a lot like quicksand. Not really used as yeah. a narrative trope like it used to be. I thought for sure when I was a kid, there were a couple things I was always going to ha happen to me when I got older. Yes. I thought I was going to get into quicksand. Yeah. I thought somebody would inappropriately play footsies with me at, yeah. a, at a family dinner. Yes. And I would also make two dates on the same night and have to be running upstairs oh, and downstairs. Yes, that's a, that's a classic. They happen on every show. <laughs> Jack Tripper. 
run down. He's he's cooking dinner for one broad, and he's got another yeah. one holed up at the Regal Beagle, and he's got to yeah. race down. Yeah, and he has to get there before Larry Dallas puts yes. the moves on it. Yes, before Larry Dallas dips into the Coke vial he's got in his pocket. <laughs> okay, Ed, here's another one. Yeah. Fine, and see how long we've gone here. Okay, here we go. Um, artist fools tourists with monument to giant octopus attack on the <laughs> Staten Island ferry. This is just too ridiculous to believe. Uh, tourists. This, uh, some, some artist made, it's very like realistic, you know, it's reminds me of like the Kraken, which is like yeah, a yeah, yeah. mythical animal. You know, there's not, I mean, these people don't know there aren't octopi octopuses big enough to pull down the Staten Island ferry. Like that's just a mythical beast there. But apparently people didn't know because in this, it's the city's secret tragedy, the giant octopus attack on the Cornelius G. Kulf, a Staten Island ferry boat, dragged to a watery grave with 400 souls aboard on November 22nd, 1963. Yeah, you get our footage. Is that also uh, the JFK? Oh, yeah. uh, few few recall the har- harbor horror because new oh yeah that's where I should have read the next sentence news coverage was eclipsed by the shocking assassination of John F Kennedy in Dallas that very day but truth is this guy Joe Reg- Reganella was a hoaxer who just made the made this bronze statue and a bunch of brochures and even a website he really went the distance here he was really trying to sell it. Orson Welles in this thing. But people are dumb, Ed, unfortunately. Uh, um, There aren't really giant octopuses here, are there? Asked Nicole Welsh of Melbourne, Australia, casting a wary eye over the seemingly placid waters of New York Harbor last last week. Workers at the center, which houses dozens of cultural groups, have been running into very confused visitors, wandering around (laughs) the sprawling grounds, looking in vain for the Fairy Disaster Museum. Ed... How many of these people also thought that Godzilla was a documentary? It's it's one of those things that, like, whenever I think about, like, if I see, I don't watch horror movies, really. But when I see something, and I think, oh, that would be pretty scary. And then I think, well, if I were a real person in this situation, and there was, like, a vampire attack, I'd be like, I'm not scared because there's no fucking such no thing such as thing. a vampire. Right. Like, the, these idiots. Yes. It's, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird that that girl Nicole gave her name and yes. you know allowed allowed the world to know how stupid she is. Now she, a Google search will pop up that she asked if there was a giant octopus. Yes. yes. Well, do you think she was kidding? Like, there's no context here. You never know. Like, maybe she was mm-hmm. being sarcastic. That's it's a sarcasm can be very. We need a sarcasm name. font. Yeah, you do. Right. We do. And one more, Ed. This is this. I heard this the other day, and I'm glad that it's come up on the show. North Korea, which seems like just a terrible place to live, doesn't it? Doesn't seem like there's a lot of upside to North no, Korea. No, it's. Life. I mean, there's famine. This they have no real industry. It's a closed society. You really got to kiss that um, that little chubbo. Kim Jong-un, you got to kiss that guy's ass because if you don't, he'll have yes. you fed to dogs like Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, his his like own like uncle, 
He had him yeah. killed because he yeah, had him killed. Like, yes, his ex girlfriend, I think he had shot, and he and when he has you shot, he has it done with like an anti aircraft missile or something. Like he Ooh. really fucks you up. Well, Ed, it's it's just gotten a little bit worse because North Korea only has 28 available websites that you can go on. There's on the web, Ed, there are more, I mean, there's obviously they can't count, but there's believed to be more than 140 million websites on the internet or more. No, there's 140 million.com just with .com and .net. This is also who's typing. We don't have an org. Who's typing in the dots anymore? You don't have to type. You just start typing the words in the bar. Right. And it just and pops up. Just, that Travis Rogers told me, he's like, go to Google. And I'm like, go to Google. You just fucking type it in the bar at the, the top. The bar is Google. You just type uh, it up there. Be, I don't know the, the PC rules. All right. No, he's a, no, he's a Mac guy. He's a oh, Mac, well, he's a Mac guy like you and me. I'm pretty sure. That it's doesn't all, make sense. I'm pretty sure that's know that? all browsers. Like, yeah, like. What's his name? Jason Stewart. He likes to Bing. Like when he's when he's looking for porno, he's announced on this show. He goes to Bing to look for his porno. But I'm pretty sure he's a PC guy. He just when he says Bing, he just has his his search bar, his uh, address bar set up to search on Bing. It's assuming that's right. possible. Right. Well, and back to North Korea. Ed. No, nor on Tuesday, apparently by mistake, North Korea mis configured its name server. I don't speak this nerd talk, but I'll just keep reading. Essentially a list that holds information on all domains that exist for .kp, which is the North Korean domain, allowing anyone to query it and get the list. In other words, a snafu by North Korea's system administrators. You know somebody got anti-aircraft yes. missiles. Yeah, somebody this. was murdered because yes. of this error. Yes. Like, just don't say anything. Somebody's going to die allowed anyone to ask the country's name server, can I have all of your information on this domain and get an answer, giving everyone a peek into the strange world of North Korea's web. So what do they have? Now we have a complete list of domain names for the country, and it's surprisingly very small, said some guy. North Korea has only 28 registered domains. Uh, Some of the sites aren't reachable because probably they got wise or something. Uh, but they're all like just as boring as you think. Like, um, not follow like stuff. No, like state owned air Corio airline. Like if you need to book a flight, which you're not even allowed to do. Yeah, there. you can't leave. Can you leave? No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, you, I think you might be able to get a visa. Like if they need slave labor in like Dubai, they'll send right. North Koreans over there to do it. Um, there's another one for Kim Il Sung University. That there's a the official newspaper of North Korea, like all just really, really boring, boring news. Oh, there's a, there's a weird, Oh no, there really isn't. Like, yeah. Do they even have like a cooking one? You can get recipes. Like what? No, Cause they don't have any food. It's the rationing rice over there, Ed. <laughs> I, well, I figured they t- teach you how to make a dirt sandwich. What are they, what are they, <laughs> they going to cook over there? No, but you know how like when you, you're out of an ingredient and you can like yeah. type in like substitutes, well, maybe they say, well, if you sprinkle a little rainwater yes. onto grass, it can substitute right. for paprika. Yes. That's <laughs> interesting. I feel like they don't have spices there. Like if they don't, if they don't have food in general, 
This is this is like life before the Dutch East India Company. Right. I did no yes, before Marco Polo. I did read one time. Actually, I think I heard it on NPR that the when the before Kim the 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 dad Kim Jong Il. Yeah. He's the guy who claimed to have like what a shoot a 25 in golf one time. Yeah, he made like 17 holes in one. Um when Kim Jong Il was kicking, he was like you know, he was in charge and he heard about this guy in Spain that was raising these giant rabbits and they were like really hardy and they were huge. They were like the size of a St. Bernard. Oh, food. And right. And he's like, wait, he's like, you know, well, I can't feed my people. Like maybe if I got these rabbits, they, you know, they wouldn't take all they just eat is grass and we could set up these rabbits and they breed like rabbits and maybe this could you know, sort out the situation. So he called up the guy in Spain and was like, and to, you know, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not, not exactly sure the details, but this is the thing I heard. So don't like go correcting me here. He, he called up this guy in Spain and was like, Hey, why don't you send me over a couple dozen of those big ass bunnies? I might want to raise them. And the guy's like, sure. So they sent over like a train car full of them to like get them started on raising them. And then as soon as they got there, he uh, Kim Jong-il had every single one of them butchered for a feast for himself. <laughs> you could have solved their food problems. Is that great? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, uh, you, so, you know the story about the – I'm not going to get into the full thing, but yeah. it's worth Googling if you don't know the story of how rabbits got to Australia. Oh, Just no, do, I do. Like yeah. when the British colonists – like some colonists like early on brought rabbits yeah. – yeah. And like they fucking just destroyed the like yeah. everything. There's they just ate everything in sight, and it was a huge problem. So they put this like they had to put fencing all like all yes. along the country. But oh yeah, yeah, just some asshole like brought like five rabbits. No, and it was like fifty thousand the next year. Or something no, crazy. It's still a problem. They still, you know, if only we had a resident Australian expert, our expert in all things Australia. Because she knows about this. There's an invasive species. They have – Australia's fucked because they have no um, endemic – they have no apex predators there. So right. when you bring something in, it just fucking goes to town. There's no like mountain lions. There's not really like a food chain there. So they they got they had some bug like locust or something that was killing all the crops. So somebody's like – Oh, we let's bring this one toad. And now they got the now they just can't fucking deal with the amount. Of, now the toads are destroying all the crops, and the, and same with the rabbit. The, uh, I can't remember what the rabbit's called. If only we had an Australian here to explain it to us. Uh, but the guy's name is Thomas Austin, eighteen fifty nine. Introduced them to uh, yeah. to Australia. Look it up. It's crazy. They, it's they, crazy. It was like out of control, like by year two. Yeah, and I think they then they had to bring in foxes, and then the foxes were a problem, and it's just like a it's like a, like a compounding thing over there. Uh, but Ed, I need to know also also scrub bulls. Look up scrub bulls because they have those out in the bush, and they're fucking wild bulls, and oh, they'll no. just come up to your herd. They'll just show up at your herd, and they'll just fuck all your female cows because it's a wild bull. It doesn't give a shit. <laughs> He's not uh, even calling them the next day. Yeah. Okay. What I was going to say is back to North Korea. Ed, I need to know what's more shocking that North Korea only has 28 websites or that here in America, 2 million people still pay for AOL dial up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Stop it. I swear to God, I heard that too. I didn't even know they were still in business. Yes, they are. Two million. I mean, I, this, they have two mil. They have two million customers. Hold on, I'm going to confirm that right now via the Google's two point one. Two point one. The average AOL dial-up user is paying twenty dollars a month. What? And now they have two point one million dial-up customers, including sub- some subscribers who are paying reduced monthly fees. Oh my. Goodness, not even my mom does that. Right. Well, there's places, like probably out in the bush, the American bush, like on the plains, on the prairie. There's probably places where you still like can't get cable. You probably have to have one of those big satellite dishes that they used to have in the 80s. Remember those? Remember like you, you'd see. Oh, yeah. Stuff? My, my uh, well, a guy I played football with had yeah. one of the big yeah. ones and we'd go there and watch channel. football. Yeah, but he awesome. also he also would have that Playboy channel because it back oh, then. Oh yeah, spice, spice. Yeah, it was like the Wild West. You would just fucking have everything. It's you oh, had yeah. one of those big dishes. Yeah, it'd be like German everything. porn channels. There'd be all kinds of weird shit. Yes, totally. Um. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, lost my train of thought. Yeah, I get it, buddy. Oh, oh, I was gonna say no. Yes, that's I, that's not a possibility that there's not access because. This summer, when I was in uh, Iceland, yeah, Rick, I was Rick in the Rick. middle of fucking nowhere. Like I was in a house that was miles from anything, and they still yeah. had yeah Wi Fi. Like yeah, you can yeah. get it anywhere. You'd think if you have AOL, well, it doesn't. There's no excuse. But places like Iceland, like they take care of their own there. They don't. The, these other countries, like Estonia, I was reading, has way better internet than we do. They have way faster speeds because in other places in the world, they don't treat it as a fucking luxury. They treat it as a utility. You need mm-hmm. to have the internet at your house. Just like you need to have water and electricity. So they don't fuck around. They don't let these big cocksucker corporations get in and fuck you around and make you buy a package and make you do all this bullshit. They make it so that everyone can have it and their shit is way faster. Everywhere, pretty much. We have like the 30th fastest internet speeds or something in this country. Unacceptable. Bullshit. Okay, Ed. Let's talk about... Let's... No fancy sauce this week. Thought we might get her to join us, but... I thought she was back. She's in and out. She's out there earning. She's working on a big project, but it's okay, because I have combed the TMZs, and I've got some serious pop culture news. Let's get into it. It's the pop culture report with our very own fish microwaver, Brian Beckner. (laughs) Okay, Ed, first and foremost, this is this is breaking news. I don't I don't know how many people have this yet. I mean, it's probably be 2 days before I put this on the internet, maybe tomorrow. But the point is is that as of this writing, this is just broken. Celeb divorce news. Naomi Watts and Liev Schreiber. Oh. I guess it's Big. not technically a divorce because they're not technically married, but a long-time couple. Um, I will say this. I don't let you inside my world a lot, but I'll give you this one. I am highly sexually attracted to Naomi Watts. I think it's because she plays like she tends to choose roles where she plays very sexual, very damaged characters. I was going to say damaged is a key word. Yes, I am into. Also, she's very attractive. She's Australian, which is something I like. 
so she's back on the market. And Liev Schreiber, let's be honest, the guy is handsome, right? Handsome, and he can narrate the hell out of HBO sports uh, that documentaries. Voice. He does the he does Beautiful. the hard knocks. He does all the documentaries. I mean, just really, really a great voice. That's probably a good paycheck for him too. Um, these yeah. people, these people are New Yorkers, Ed. So I'm wouldn't be shocked if you saw them around. Although not together anymore. They've been together since uh, five. They have uh, a nine-year-old called Alexander and seven-year-old called Samuel. So they give their kids normal names. I was just going to say, good for them. Yeah, those normal. Are I was names. expecting some horrible names. Those are normal, yeah. nice-seeming people. Yeah. Great, yeah, I, great names, great couple. Hard for two actors to stay married. I mean, relationships, we talked about this last week. They run their course. These two have been together 11 years, which is a nice long run. But if you if you make your living as an actor, you're generally someone that's very concerned with yourself first and foremost. So You're also just on location. You're, yeah, you're apart yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, and, and you tend to be good looking, so people want to have sex with you. So, mm-hmm. R.I.P. the relationship of yeah. Naomi Watts, personal favorite of mine, and Liev Schreiber. Uh, here's another one from the sports world, Ed. You're going to like this one. And it mm-hmm. comes as a shock. Former Carolina Panther and former Dallas Cowboy and guy who's basically still an all-pro but can't get a job because he's such a terrible person. Oh, yeah. I forgot he's not even playing. Greg Hardy arrested for cocaine. And, Ed, you'll like this one. He... um, You'll like this one. He he went with the old that wasn't my cocaine in my pocket line. Yeah. A lot of guys do that. Like a hold... Holding it for a friend or somebody slipped it? Yeah, somebody – I think he's gone. Well, hold on. Cops say Hardy and a passenger told him they had just eaten at Applebee's. Well, hard times. You lose that NFL Jeez. paycheck. You're really going down a notch in the uh, eating establishment. I've only been to Applebee's once in my life. I was in college. Yep. The waiter called my mom dude and I said I will never eat at this place out. ever again. I'm out of here. Um, police asked him if they had anything illegal inside the vehicle and Hardy said no and then gave them permission to search the car. They found a Louis Vuitton wallet on the center console, which contained a purple plastic baggie containing a white pasty substance. Uh, and shockingly, along with multiple gun range membership cards, this guy is, this guy once threw his girlfriend onto a pile of guns. Uh, so Tough times for Greg Hardy. He's it's not the Greg Hardy I know. Not working, and he's got somebody else's cocaine. No, no one ever puts their cocaine in my wallet, Ed. It's you know what's in my wallet, my shit, my credit cards. Yeah. Oh, the guy's got two hoop earrings. That's true. Yes, he's a very dangerous man, and he will murder somebody before long. Um, <clears throat> here's another one, also from the world of sports, Ed. Gilbert Arenas, mm, Agent Zero. Agent Zero, son of the guy that played Huggy Bear on Starsky and Hutch. No, he, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, that was that was Vargas, uh, the Raiders running back. That's right, Justin Vargas. <laughs> Justin Vargas. Vargas. <laughs> You're right. Why did I think that about Gilbert Arenas? Uh, I guess they're both from LA. Um, Gilbert Arenas. He, his ex-wife, who's the sister of Matt. 
Okay, he got in a fight with Derek Fisher. Oh, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes, who is dangerous. Scary. Matt Barnes' wife is Gilbert Arenas' wife's sister. Um, and that one, that, that I'm pretty about sure that about. Unlike the Huggy Bear thing, that one I'm pretty sure about. Um, Gilbert Arenas had to sue his ex-wife because she libeled him. She slandered him by saying that he, by actually it was libel because she wrote an email and then leaked it to various news outlets saying that he had given her STDs. Wow. And he said, whoa, whoa, hold up. That's not true. And he sued her. And now she's got to pay him the oddly specific amount of $110,110 for his emotional distress. Gilbert Arenas, bad guy, but he was clearly wronged in this situation. There's not really much worse you can do than say someone has an STD. I know he he got he got in that locker room altercation with Crittenden with the guns in the locker yeah, room. Yeah, Javaris Crittenden, former Laker and current murderer. Current yeah. Inmate. But I think that most of that is on Crittenden. A lot of these guys have guns. I, I don't know if Arenas is, is just kind of a kooky dude or if he's really a bad dude. I don't know if he's a bad dude. Um, He's... He's an asshole in the in the sense that he's um, just annoying. Like he's not he's not really going to shoot you. Yeah, he's got guns around, but he's just one of these guys that does stupid shit. Like spends all his money. He right, I think but, he had a shark aquarium. Real bad dude. Yeah. Crittenden is a killer. He murdered a, one of them. One of the people he murdered was a woman, and it was over like a, a paltry weed debt. Like yeah, I, I think he might have murdered like accidentally murdered the wrong people or something. That's not really. Too, too sure of the details of that. It's not shocking. Okay, next Not a story. murderer of high character. No, no, that's for sure. Good one, dude. <laughs> and finally, Ed, another story from Hollywood. This is, this, usually we go with uncouplings. This is a coupling. The third time might be the charm for Josh Brolin as he has mm. wed his model fiance who appears to be much, much much younger than Josh Brolin. Uh, I, I didn't realize he was no longer married to Diane Lane, who I am also highly sexually attracted to. Uh, but it looks like he they are divorced and he, because he's married to someone else, unless he's a polygamist. He has landed on his feet um, by marrying this, doesn't say their ages, but she's she looks like around mid-30s, early 30s. It's tough to tell. And he's He's got to be pushing 50 at this point. Brand from Goonies has grown up. Yeah, he's, you know, what I will say about him is he's great. He really is good. Like, he, you see him in a movie, you're usually watching a pretty good movie. And he's always gives a, a great performance. Um, and he's had, like, he's had a good, yeah, like, 10, 12-year run of good movies. Yeah. Like, not like, not like he's just been in a couple good ones recently. Yeah, he was one of these like child, like he was in Goonies, and then you didn't really see him around, and then he sort of had a like late no country resur- for old men. Yeah, late resurgence. He was in that um, last Paul Thomas Anderson movie. The name escapes me. Joaquin Phoenix was in it. Uh, Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice. He was in that. That was a pretty good movie. Um, so good for him. Congratulations to Josh Brolin and his much, much, much younger wife. Good Hopefully, the third time is a charm for him. Okay. 
that's it. Ed, that's going to do it for Fancy Brian Pop. Um, that's going to do it for the show. Fantastic job to us. Give out history lessons. Yeah. We're talk, talking about talk North Korea. Yeah. Talk North about Korean rabbits. rabbits. Yeah. The, those those uh, Australian rabbits, those invasive Australian rabbits or Scottish we rabbits. We got a we got good. Uh, yeah. I'd like a, I'd like a, maybe next week. Let's, let's get the Daily's Choice going. Oh yeah, it's well. We someone's got hogs in a couple of weeks. I mean, I could make up a daily's choice, but it really it has to come from the listeners. So no, nah, it has to come from listeners. It has to come from one specific listener. So yeah, we'll do a daily's choice if, if we get one. Uh, okay, until then, until next week for a daily for the sadly absent fancy sauce. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com, episode 137. We will see you next week. Yeah.